GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me, as always, the buttery butter, Sir Butterboy himself. And just, just, I mean, the guests of guests. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to properly introduce Testonomics, but he's here. I don't know why you call me a guest. Have you done episodes without me? Oh, I mean, no, this is, this is it, right? We, we do this every week, right? This, I mean, this is I the mean, first week. I, I mean, this is the last week. <laughs> all right, all right. It's a couple months, but I just figured you guys were really pacing them out. You know, one, two a year, and I was on the last one. Lee, that's yeah, true. We're, we're on a, every episode now is currently a special edition. <laughs> that's a good way you to know, put it. Just, yeah, it leaves you clamoring for more. We've moved to the Nintendo uh, method of releasing podcasts. Uh, you know, supply and demand. We're just making sure that we uh, abuse that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so this episode, we actually revert our Bluetooth down to 2.0, okay? So uh, we know people don't care. And we're just going to go ahead and uh, welcome you to episode 356 of the GameZilla Podcast, brought to you by our patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to all of our supporters, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. It is your financial contribution that keeps this show free and available for you on the internet, as well as all the other people that love and enjoy the GameZilla podcast and the other awesome shows on GameZillaMedia.com. So we just want to say thank you so much to everyone that contributes and make sure you are logging into your Patreon to get uh, early access to shows and a bunch of other cool exclusive goodness for your ears. And it's all at Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. All right. This episode is a super focused. So as you have all noticed through some of the newer episodes, we're trying to kind of pick and choose one or two things to kind of just build a show around and really dive into it. Um, so this time we're going with one thing that we're all playing, uh, and that is Pokemon Unite, uh, the new free-to-play multiplayer online battle arena, or as many people know them as a MOBA. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be breaking down the game, talking about it. And uh, so with the word Pokemon involved, we had to bring test. Right. I mean, he has to be here. I mean, we, we couldn't we, we, we wouldn't be legitimate without it. So <clears throat> what I've heard, I'm pretty sure he would have found a way to hack into our <laughs> our phone call here to make sure that his voice was heard on this regardless. Yeah. So or we would have uploaded the episode. We would have <laughs> uploaded the episode. He would have deleted it somehow, put his own episode up there. And I mean, so we might as well just, you know, go along with the flow. But anyways, yeah, he, threatened to, he threatened to remove all of my voice with just fart sounds, which <laughs> would have actually same. probably made everything better. That's true. That's true. I do. I do agree with with test on that one. But anyways, welcome test. Our, our Pokemon expert here makes he makes he makes Butterboy look like a fool when it comes to Pokemon. And I didn't think that was possible until I met him. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I agree with that. So why don't uh, I don't care who takes it, but why don't you guys break down Pokemon Unite for us? So so the first thing I want to start with is I'd, I want one of you guys to kind of explain just the baseline of what a MOBA is. For people that are listening, they're like, saw the say, hey, Pokemon Unite. I've heard about that game coming out. Explain what a MOBA is, because it is, it, obviously, it's super different for a game from the Pokemon franchise, but it's a massively popular genre that's been popular for, what, a decade now? Yeah, it's been But if you're a not a PC gamer, you probably don't really mess with it that much, because most of the console MOBAs aren't really fun. I mean, yeah, there's been the attempts of of console and obviously uh, mobile gaming as well on your your cell phones. But to break it down, the basic concept of a MOBA is if you're looking for the most toxic, shitty experience of your entire life, you, you got to get into a MOBA. You haven't understood frustration and just the, the the sheer will to just quit everything gaming until you put some time into a MOBA. Um, and that would be Wait, if you're oh, playing you're League of Legends. Okay, I got confused. I wasn't sure if you were describing playing a MOBA or talking to test. They, they can be really similar reactions <laughs> oh, in situations. Wow. Uh, wow. 
You're not wrong. I didn't expect. If I, am, if I was a gaming genre, I would be a MOBA. Man, we've never actually thought of that question. That's an interesting question. What uh, what genre are you? But um, but yeah. So MOBAs are they're a very unique situation. The the, the base concept is you have a map uh, with several lanes. Some games will have two lanes. The other three lanes, I mean, the, the, the map can vary a little bit, but the idea is you have bases on both sides and, and you have turrets or some form of protection down the lanes with minions, NPC minions kind of running up and down lanes usually. And the, and the goal of it is one, it's you know, 5v5, 3v3, whatever. And the one team has to push the other team back into their base and destroy something or reach a goal or score a certain number or whatever uh, to win the game. So, I mean, that's the, that's the real basic level of what a MOBA is. But the weird thing about MOBA and why I always look at MOBA more like chess is that you have so many like micro mechanics and, and all sorts of different things going on within the game that really help you be able to be successful in the game it sounds simple push the other team in win right but like the idea is really when you talk about league of legends or you talk about dota or you know the the big boys of the moba world is it's a it, it's a farming simulator it's it's the idea of if i kill more minions than you i have more resources than you i can i can beat you and that's that's really what moba is is trying to gain an advantage and then build on that so that you're stronger and that's where i think a lot of newcomers to the genre get confused is that they go in like it's a call of duty or something where everybody's on the same level and they just jump in and go to fight and then they cause what we call in in, in the genre we call it feeding they die a bunch of times which snowballs the other team to ga gaining that power i just talked about and then the game's over because you can't catch up and that's where the frustration builds in when you don't understand what how the functions of a MOBA. A handful of MOBAs around, um, you know, games like Smite, League of Legends, Wild Rift, you know, the, the smaller version on your phone. Uh, what's it? Heroes of the Storm. Uh, Arena, Arena Valor. Valor. Yeah, yeah. These are all rather, you know, console or PC MOBAs that all, you know, you watch gameplay of them and they're all pretty similar. And, and Pokemon Unite's not all that much different, but they do it in a very, um, you know, Nintendo or Pokemon-ish way. Yeah, I'd say Pokemon Unite, I mean, we've all put, uh, put a good amount of time into this game already, uh, getting ready to talk about it. And the first, th the first thought I had about Pokemon Unite is the decisions that they chose, and we can get into some of these here in a minute, but the decisions they chose made this MOBA one of the more enjoyable win or lose it's just one of the more enjoyable and less frustrating mobas i think they've done an amazing job with this game in the sense that you can enjoy this game and it'll and hopefully it'll continue to grow and it'll be around for a while but at the same time i feel like this is also a really good game to get people into the genre and then them be able to explore other games because i feel like I know plenty of people personally that I've tried to bring into League of Legends and they give it all of three matches and they go, nope, I'm, go I'm out. This is, I, don't, I don't get this. This is stupid. It's not fun. And they're done. Um, but I think, I think Pokemon Unite has really found a good balance between fun but still have the good depth of a MOBA. Yeah, there's something sort of... <clears throat> tangible about it for me like i've never had any interest in mobile whatsoever but the fact that it is a mobile with a pokemon skin over it there's a certain base level of my uh, my tw over 20 years of pokemon knowledge that i feel like i can slightly apply to this by when i'm choosing attacks based on the name of the attack i have a very small idea what the attack is going to do where if I were to pick up League of Legends, I would have no clue what any of it does based off its name for the first time. So just that it's a familiar intellectual property, that was a foot in the door for me to understand and get a base amount of enjoyment out of this game. Yeah, I think obviously that is a big point. They have a franchise here that they can just they can like that's the cool thing you talk about league of legends or dota who has they have hundreds and hundreds of champions they have all these items you know every, every season the, the meta changes three times every season there's a lot to, to even just stay relevant in the game um but 
none of it means anything to you if you don't know what League of Legends is. The, the fact that this is all Pokemon based, it's it's just like every time a new cha- a new Pokemon gets introduced and and all these things that they're going to do, it creates excitement even if you've never played the mobile game itself. You know, your favorite Pokemon gets added, all of a sudden maybe you come and try it out. So, I and the fact of how many Pokemon have been have been created to date, they have a roster that is never ending. And that is just uh, that's super exciting um, that they they really don't have to try that hard to uh, to keep adding content to this game. So do we want to get into um, Butterboy? I'll let you I'll let you roll with this. But do we want to get into like the the mechanics of the game and why maybe it feels it feels why it's a lot of fun, basically. Yeah. So I don't know who would want to go first for just, uh, you know, just taking a, just a high level look at how the game is actually played. I don't have reference points to other MOBAs, but obviously I can give the, the high level recap of, Hey, this is the objective. And this is, these are things that happen throughout the match. Or if one of you guys wants to take the lead with that one, be my guest. I mean, so, yeah, so we got, we, go. <laughs> we got Pokemon unite here, right? You're going to have, in most cases, it's going to be a 5v5 Pokemon, five players on each team. And you're trying to, you're not necessarily trying to go and destroy the Nexus Tower like you would in League of Legends. Instead, there's five points you stop at along the way to, to score points. Um, you know, there's five towers. And instead of the towers attacking you like they do in some other MOBAs, these ones heal your opponents. So the fight just becomes harder on their tor- territory. And as you kill, you know, the Pokemon or maybe faint the Pokemon um, in the wild area and you, and you get some buffs from some bigger baddies, you push your way, scoring more and more points. And then I think everybody here would agree the nicest part about the game is at the end of the guaranteed only 10-minute round, whoever has the most points wins. So you're not going to get into these 45, 50-minute slugfests where you're at a stalemate forever. You go, you play, you score points, and at the end of 10 minutes, whoever has the most points is declared the victor. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're right. The timing is is great. I mean, you can fit four or five games in into uh, Pokemon Unite for what one League of Legends game could run you, um, which is always frustrating when you're playing a league game and it's it's really a losing match and you're out 30, 35 minutes in a lo- in the match that you knew was over 15 minutes in. And it's just such a waste. Like for for uh, for me, someone who doesn't have a ton of free time, it's such a waste of time, you know, when you're limited to to how much gaming you can put in. So um, it is nice for the timing and then the the uniqueness around points. So, you know, test nailed it with your NPCs, your minions that we always talk about. They're not necessarily running up and down your lanes like like in other MOBAs. They're they're hidden in the jungle. They'll spawn in the middle of the lane sometimes, things like that. And you and you go and when you defeat them, it grants you points. It grants you these these energy points. And then you go dunk them like a basketball, basically, into these person's uh, territory zones. Once you achieve 100 points into a zone, that zone disappears. And so it does create that push where more of the map becomes your territory and they have to retreat a little bit. Um, But it is still at at the same time, it's different than just go kill the Nexus, because like in League, there's there's no there's no time limit. So unless you destroy their base, the game just keeps going. We're here uh, at that 10 minute mark. You got more points than the other team. You win. Yeah, and uh, it's important to note that, you know, when we talk about MOBAs could have different amounts of lanes. This game is two lanes as a top lane and a bottom lane. And then it has, you know, what's referred to as the jungle in between. And that's sort of no man's land where there aren't places that you're scoring. There aren't towers where you're dunking your point orbs in. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, different bu- uh, Pokemon that spawn that you can knock out to get a buff. Or, you know, that's where Zapdos, who is the biggest buff of all that will spawn with two minutes left in the round, will will uh, will end up appearing. And uh, that's that's where things can get kind of wild. So typically you'd break off. Two, two, two players play in the top lane. That's their primary lane. Two players primarily play in the bottom lane. And then the jungler is the person who's floating in between playing support between both of those lanes, trying to help uh, the players that are owning those lanes gain an advantage, gain territory, and score points. 
Yeah, this is way more laid out like Heroes of the Storm than it is League of Legends. Heroes of the Storm is a two-lane two lane game as well. Um, and then, like you said, you have Zapdos, and then you have uh, two... Well, it's not just three. Sorry, there's what, three? Is there five buffs? Is that total? Is that correct? Five buffs. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what I think people are going to get mad at me, mobile people are going to get mad at me, objectives. These are the objectives. The Drakes, the Barons, you know, Zapdos, I would consider is the Baron of League of Legends. And the Drakes would be, uh, you know, your your uh, top and bottom. They Dread, give, yeah, yeah, Dreadnought is kind of like the Mountain Drake. And you've yeah. got Rotom, which is more of like the Rift Herald, but it, yeah. it goes on autopilot. And then you've got, yeah, uh, uh, Buffalon and Ludicolo for those who are counting that also provides small yeah. little buffs to those who kill them. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, all of that is there to to really create um, extra extra depth to the game where even if you're a little bit behind, you could you could swing some things around where uh, Rotom will uh, give will there's this thing called defenseless. Right. So all these territories that you go into to, to uh, deposit your points it takes time to deposit the point. So you either need to have no one around you so that you can stay within the zone long enough to deposit the energy. Otherwise you need to have a buff that basically makes that zone defenseless. So that's what, that's what Rotom does is it makes it, it makes one point defenseless for like 10 seconds, I think. Right. And then, yeah. And then Zapdos will make all like, that's the big one. Like, like, like Butterboy said, so that, uh, that makes all points defenseless. So it is cool and a good way to swear if you're, you feel like the game's close and you can get that, that, uh, buff and then go and just make a bunch of, of energy deposits. Um, you know, and you can really swing a game real quick, but, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting how they balanced it with the time limit and these features to make it where, a 10 minute game feels good. It doesn't feel too long. It doesn't feel too short. It, it feels balanced. And so for me, coming from, you know, League being my primary MOBA, this is a very different experience for me. And uh, I've really, really enjoyed it. And even a losing game, you know, which like with League, not only do you have the, the double whammy of, you know, you're going to lose and it's going to take you 35 minutes to lose this one because of the way that Zapdos spawns. And when Zapdos spawns, um, all points are doubled for the last two minutes of the game so that if if you're not just absolutely getting stomped into the ground and you have a concentrated effort there in the last two minutes, you can turn a game around. So as long as you're not getting tilted two, three minutes in and just kind of keep your cool till that eight minute mark, the, the game can turn around with Zapdos. People say that Zapdos wins the game. It's the, the last couple of minutes of a basketball game. You know, it's it's all the the nothing matters until there's only two minutes left because it can really completely change a game as long as people haven't, com- you know, absolutely lost their cool and are, are making stupid plays. Yeah. So, I mean, that's your basic breakdown of the game. What else do we got here, butter boy? So, um, we, do we want to get into our first impressions with the game? Do we want to talk about the roster? What do you guys want to talk about next? I think first impressions, uh, I mean, we've, I've kind of already expressed mine is that I, I do enjoy the game, I think, more so than I expected. And I am surprised not, I don't want to say surprised. I'm happy with how good the game feels right out the gate. The fact that Tencent is involved and, and you know, these names that are involved that have history with MOBA. Um, so I, that's why I don't want to use the word surprise because they have the pedigree to to make a game like Arena Valor. They're, they're involved with Riot Games, so they're involved with League of Legends. You know, they, they know they know the uh, the formula, um, but they've been able to work with Nintendo and they've been able to put it together and make it work here. So um, my first impression is I'm, I'm really happy with the game and I look forward to it uh, continuing to grow. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, one of the best things and one of the worst things about it is the involvement of, you know, Tencent. So the, the game was developed by Timmy Studio Group, um, which is a subsidiary of Tencent. And, you know, Tencent owns a gazillion things right um their hand their hand in gaming is is outstretched far and wide um just across gaming as we know it but because of that um there is the bit of the the pushback around you know there's a ton of microtransactions there's a ton of um things that people we might get into specifically a bit later it's it's 
it's got the studio behind it to create the powerhouse that hits right the first time, which is why I've put, I don't know, it's been out since what Wednesday. So I've put, I don't know, four or five hours a night into it every night this week. Um, and it was good on the first try. It feels balanced. There's a couple things that people are going to complain are too strong or not strong enough. But I think that's just an entire generation of gamers getting into a MOBA for the first time and not understanding that if everything feels OP, the game's probably pretty balanced, right? If everything feels like it's too strong and everything's too strong at the same time, yeah, it's a, probably a pretty good balance. Um, but you need to do something to inject in excitement into a 10-minute game. You can't spend eight minutes jockeying for position in top lane and then you only have two minutes left to play. That's not fun. So you got you have to have, you know, multiple Pokemon that can jump in and just nuke a lane. You go, oh, my God, he's OP. But then when you do it 20 minutes later, it's like daddy's home. You know, like it's it's that's the way the game plays. So um, first impression was, you know, I, I expected um, I expected to like it. I expected to want to play it when my friends were playing it. Um, I did not expect to reach out and find additional communities to play with because I wanted to keep playing even when my friends weren't online. Because even like a um, like for, like the Fortnite resurgence among the community, or even like when Call of Duty Warzone first hit, I really didn't want to play unless I had a couple friends on that were playing. And if that was the case, then I'd want to jump on and play. But this game, I mean, not only will I solo queue without a problem, I'll solo queue for hours. But I've reached out to communities that I was kind of fringe with, different streamers, communities, whatever, and brought them in to say, hey, you know, um, let, let's play. Let's get let's get three going. That I myself were playing yesterday with somebody who I mod, who is a mod in a channel that I'm a mod with, that we have no other interaction with each other. I'm like, hey, I see you around Pokemon Night. Come join up with my buddy Deadite, Butterboy, and let's play a few games. And, and you know, she's not the only person coming from the fringe of my Internet space because I just want to keep playing. So hit it out of the park. Um, and I think they've only got uh, room to grow. I know for me, this was the, the first time I've shown any slight interest in trying to learn a MOBA. And again, it's because it's, you know, Pokemon IP, it's free and it's a game available on the Switch. So all those things lined up where I'm going to play it. I'm not going to play a PC game. I had never had interest in Smite outside of maybe thinking for a second when they released all the Ninja Turtle stuff that maybe <laughs> I would play it. Uh, but I just I just knew there wasn't a community behind it and I, I wasn't going to play it. So I, I was initially sort of thinking, I'm going to give this a try, but I don't, didn't know how much fun I would have with it just because um, MOBAs to me in the past have seemed like they're not necessarily the easiest to approach. And I was concerned that, like, listen, I, I like Rocket League. You fly around, you hit the ball. I like Fortnite. You just kill people and you loot stuff. You know, I, I, I honestly, I like things that are pretty straightforward, and I'm a pretty casual gamer. I have no problem saying that. Um, there's not too much that I would play that's high level, you know, uh, a lot of meta gaming to try and, and figure out outside of when I was in the Pokemon, the competitive Pokemon scene. So... I was I was pleasantly surprised that, you know, after my first, you know, couple days of playing it with some basic coaching from Grim the the time, the day that we were on playing and some basic coaching from Test and the other people that I'd been in chats with to say like, hey, now's the time to pull back. Why don't you push with me? Uh, you know, hey, why don't you use your alt here? Like just the, the simple little coaching of knowing maybe the, the baseline strategy that if I was on my own, I'd be that guy feeding and fighting and, you know, having someone with experience saying, hey, right now, this is where you want to go. You want to try and get this Pokemon because it's going to be a contested wild Pokemon. Get that. Then pull back to grab one that's in more of our zone and just understand the base MOBA strategy that I there's no way I would have ever got on my own helped me take that full leap into saying I enjoy playing this game and I'm hopefully going to continue to play this game, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. I really didn't know if I would stick with it more than a week, as I often don't with a lot of games. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm riding pretty high on this and really am having uh, a lot of fun. And I think the biggest thing that I can attribute to that is there's no way I could ever play League of Legends because if I was stuck in one of those, I'm losing the game 15 minutes in and then I have to play 30 more minutes. That would emotionally destroy me. I'd feel like, again, I just wasted. I have one hour to game. I wasted it on one match that I lost. If I lose three matches of Pokemon Unite in a row, that's fine. Because each time it was 10 minutes, I have a new opportunity to go out there and win. So I'm 
it's it's the time frame that I like to play. I love those 10 minute Rocket League matches. I love hopping in and getting a 15 minute round of Fortnite in. So it it is the type of time that fits really well with me. So one weekend, I'm really liking the game. And I think I'd, I'd like to leverage something you just said to kind of uh, springboard into the next topic. Um, you said like it's it's less daunting. You knew a little bit about Pokemon. Um, you know, there's a multitude of reasons why you can't get into a League of Legends or a Smite. I think, though, maybe Pokemon fans would have wanted more with a roster of 863 or whatever. Someone sue me. I don't know the exact number um, of how many current Pokemon are out there. The game launched with 20, 20 Pokemon, 16, if I recall correctly, 16 items um, to equip to the Pokemon. And then another eight that you can pick one of to, to use as your like bell. Um, for the League of Legends people out there, but 20 Pokemon, you know, there's four different roles. There's a speedster, which is kind of like your jungler in League of Legends, an attacker, a support, and a all-rounder. Um, I don't think there's, oh, then there's the defender. Okay, so there's five. Um, there's, there's 20 Pokemon. That means in 20 games, if, if you wanted to test out a Pokemon for a full game, you're talking a 200 just over three hours, and you have played every character the game has to offer. And you can really feel, you know, and that's excluding all the different training modes and everything else, 20 Pokemon. It's all you need to kind of learn and feel and to pick your couple out. And I think that is the best thing for introducing people like that into the world of MOBA. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not overbearing, right? It's yep. like here's 20 characters that are relatively recognizable from casual gaming because they have characters that span all generations. So if you are like us in your advanced age, you know, we were the original, we were gen one guys, you know, there's gen one Pokemon in there. But if sword and shield was your first game, there's Pokemon from sword and shield in there. Every generation, well, roughly every generation is represented where there's going to be something for you uh, that you can latch onto a character, give it a try, and you're not overwhelmed by your choices. I think I I what think, if you're a Gen 2 guy? <laughs> I think yeah. if that's uh, and that point is is so true right now. And I think, you know, when League of Legends launched, you know, you only had, I think, 16 champs, you know. So it's the idea that in a year to you know, in a year's time, how many Pokemon will be released at that point that, that we could have the opposite effect there. But I think, um, you know, the game is still. I don't want to say the, the game is still basic enough that I, I think even a large champ pool won't uh, won't be the same effect as jumping into 160 plus champions in League of Legends with how many with how many uh, the items I don't even want to get into. It, it's in and the items, ch you know, they change every three months as far as what they do. And so it's just it's you literally have to. Like for me, I do play League still, and it's like every time a patch comes out, I have to jump right on the patch notes and read it. Otherwise, like I may not even realize that my current go-to build is is a completely gone now. Um, and I mean, Pokemon Unite can could get that way because as we add more champs, as we add new abilities, as new items do come out, there are going to be balance uh, challenges. So I mean that's that's the world of MOBA when it, that's the world of competitive gaming I think really is that you're always going to end up finding something that works maybe a little bit better than something else and it's uh, you know it, that's the challenge for the developers. But it's always going to be easier than a League of Legends or a Smite or things like that, right? The fundamental of the game is you take your Pokemon, you attach three items to it, three of the sixteen right now, and that's. For, for all the difficult decisions you need to make in the game, you've made most of them then. Right. The worst decision you have to make is you have to pick which of the first two moves do you want to choose and which of the second two moves do you want to choose. And that's it. The rest of it's just focused on gameplay. Um, while if you're a, you know, a league or, or, you know, a game, a little more advanced MOBA player, you're thinking, I got to build this to go to this. I need more gold. I need more of this. And it just becomes the constant game where you're almost playing a micro game inside the MOBA as you balance and oh well this person is going uh this person's extra defensive now this person took this I need to do this damage I need to do that damage instead of like hmm do I take shadow ball or do I take sludge bomb <laughs> it's like <laughs> which of these two do I take right now and that's the that's one of two decisions you have to make 
in an entire 10 minute game, um, assuming you're playing, you know, our boy Gengar. Um, So, yeah, I think they've done a great job at introducing something that's uh, it's enough to where it's grabbed the attention of people who, I mean, there's been plenty of league pros that have been playing it and getting just as tilted as they would be if they were playing league. Um, It's been, you know, it's simple enough or it's recognizable enough to catch the casual player like Deadite, um, like Oak Whistle or whatever we're calling her nowadays, you know, to at least entertain the idea of maybe this is something that she would like to play. Um, and, you know, and then in between you have gamers like me, which, you know, I'm going to play a Pokemon game. I don't I never necessarily fell in love with MOBAs, but because this is just it's not League, right? It's not League. It's not complicated as League. It's not trying to be League. Um, just the same way Splatoon 2 isn't trying to be Call of Duty, right? Or Super Mario Strikers was never trying to be FIFA, yep. right? There, it's it's taking a popular genre, doing it Nintendo's way, and grabbing the eyes that it does just whenever Nintendo's able to knock something out of the park like this. Granted, this is Pokemon Company. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm a question I had before the show that I ended up holding in so that we could do it here. Um, with that being said, it is on the switch. We have really enjoyed it. But come September, this is going to get uh, expanded out to Android and iOS. Um, and so when you think of that, you start to think of Arena of Valor uh, as a very popular choice of MOBA, which would be on your you know on the phone. And obviously, I think uh, Test mentioned it. Wild Rift is now an option on the phone from Riot, which is just a, a watered down League of Legends. Um, but what, what is your how do you guys feel about it going to MOBA with with the concept of cross play and just community and, and, and building out this game more? Is it a positive and is there a positive and a negative for you? What do you think? I like currently the price of entry with the Nintendo Switch, right? You, you, you your game's free, but you have to own a Switch, right? If you don't have a Switch, you can't play. Um, I think by the time it dropped, I don't think the September launch was intentional for uh, any other reason that it allows the uh, people who are going to get good at the game to get good at the game and the people that were never going to figure it out to stay kind of in the lower the lower ranks because you're going to have every child with a cell phone, um, every teenager with a cell phone. Everyone's going to try it. So it's going to be extremely frustrating to random queue, especially in low level ranked or in casuals. Um, if they enable crossplay, I guess I don't know that they've guaranteed that crossplay will be available. They've said that cross progression is available. You link it to your uh, Nintendo account. You link it to your Pokemon account. You do whatever, which I love that. I'd love to look and check out my dailies or get a login bonus on my phone when I'm, you know, waiting in line at whatever to just open it up real quick and handle that. But I don't know if I want to play in games with people that are on their phones just because the no cost of entry, I think we'll have a lot of garbage players playing and then it'll be frustrating to get out of those low level ranks. Um, it'll probably feel great, right? If you have a good team or you're queued up with two or three people and you get matched into a mobile lobby and you just stomp right through them because I can't imagine the controls are going to be good. Um, but considering my cell phone's more powerful than my switch when it comes to just overall raw computational power, it could run great and I'll find myself wanting to hook a Bluetooth controller up to my control up to my phone and play a quick round as opposed to, you know, hooking it up to my switch. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of people that would have been in my category, not understanding how MOBA works, just seeing, hey, it's a new Pokemon game, hopping in and playing. And I, I, I have to just agree, it probably will be very frustrating for low level or entry level players and I know. Yeah, I don't want to seem like an elitist, but I, I love the Nintendo ecosystem and the Nintendo community and the, you know, the type of player that that plays on Nintendo. So I know I would I would hope it, you know, crossplay could be something that could be disabled because typically it can be right. In a lot of games, you can choose if you want to crossplay or not. And I would opt not to because I assume the wait times wait times aren't bad right now. I assume they wouldn't be bad for the next you know year or two as long as the game maintains its popularity. But Again, the accessibility of having it on your phone and being able to hop in and have something that you want to grind, you want to build to. I, I think that's overall a very positive thing to have an additional place to play it. Yeah, I, I mean, I side with both of you. I um, 
I'm not, I'm not, I don't look forward to that concept. I hope you can disable it. You know, the idea of keeping a healthy community of concurrent players is always important to me, but it, you know, <laughs> the, the quality of, of uh, cell phone gamers is not something that I, that I, you know, put high on my, on my list of, uh, for confidence, but you know, and I know Arena Valor is super popular overseas, and and I think you know that um, Pokemon. I know why Nintendo's doing it, right? Like we've, but when you think of like everybody that loves Pokemon Go, like this is that next thing that Pokemon to the phone. So like, how many people transition to it that have never even seen a MOBA? And just because of the name and then they instantly are just turned off by it and they never check it out again. So I just I hope it's handled well and I hope maybe they get smart with some cross, um, you know, some some sort of cross like uh, promotions and stuff to to try to ignite some people to really give it a fair shot. But at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Without a without a Bluetooth controller hooked up, there's no way that you're you're controlling that game as as well as you are on the switch. And I do. I am. I am just kind of an elitist in this in that way of like, I like that it's switch exclusive right now. I like that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've never played Wild Rift League of Legends on my phone. I downloaded it and then I uninstalled it without ever launching it because I like playing when I play League. I like playing it on my PC and I don't really care about a mobile experience for that game. But um, yeah, I guess, you know, we'll see how it all how it all plays out here in September. I wanted to break down the uh, the 20 Pokemon that available are, are available here in the roster. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and run through them, and then we'll talk about some highlights and some uh, maybe some uh, Pokemon that we don't think are so great in this one. So uh, the the game off the bat launched with Pikachu, Charizard, Snorlax, Crustle, Greninja, Eldegoss, Talonflame, Lucario, Venusaur, Mr. Mime, Slowbro, Absol, Machamp, Wigglytuff, Alolan Ninetales, Cramorant, the Goat Gengar, Garchomp, Cinderace, and Zora Aura. And then we knew coming soon, um, to add on top of that, there was Blastoise that was seen in the beta, not currently available. Gardevoir seen in the beta, available by the time you're hearing this, likely. I'm thinking it's going to be available at about an hour and a half after our recording, but it could be one more day. They're never very clear with an international launch. And then a couple that have been uh, data mined that maybe, you know, we don't want to go into or if we want to go into. So um, a healthy roster. So uh, so who, who are you guys favoriting right now? Well, I can say after my, I don't know, 30 hours of gameplay already or whatever I've got. Uh, I definitely main Gengar. Um, Gengar's got kind of a busted combo. I don't want to say broken because I'm MOBA. I'm MOBA intellectual enough to realize there's a couple very easy counters to it. We're just not trying to talk about them because I like just ruining people's day <laughs> with Gengar's combos. Um, if I had to pick a two and three just for the sake of the conversation, Venusaur is my number two, which is surprising because he normally scores near the bottom of tier lists. Um, I think it's bulky, um, bulky enough to, to hold a lane, but also can dish out some damage. And then uh, number three, we come up with a low and nine tails just because um, just some fun mechanics around freezing and the only one that can do it. What about you, Grim? What were you feeling your, your times with, uh, with yeah, uh, our I, Pokemons? You know, obviously we've been playing together a lot. So finding our roles, I've uh, I've really kind of enjoyed lucario which is a which is actually a pokemon i didn't expect to um but with his dashing abilities uh it, it really it it's just it's a fun champ it does remind me of again for our league people out there a lucian i like i like to play lucian which is he moves around a lot um an akali uh type type character so i, I really enjoyed playing uh, uh lucario uh, Venusaur is actually also up there for me. I, I'm surprised how that it's a, a low tier pick, but um, I don't know. I just I and you're right. It's a surprise pick for me too. I didn't think I would uh, enjoy Venusaur, but the damage output's good. The mobility is decent, and uh, but at the same time, he's a he's a little beefy. He's got a little bit of tank to him, so he's just a. Uh, even though he's not rated as an all rounder, he kind of plays into that uh, decently well enough. Um, 
And then the third probably would be because I've been switching roles and just kind of playing more of a fill. Uh, I really enjoy Snorlax. I think Snorlax is a fun, a fun, just tanky guy that that but at the same time can dish out a lot of damage. Uh, you can really cause uh, a lot of harassment uh with with snorlax to allow your team to collapse onto people uh so it's you know he's just a big wall that uh that you can have some fun with yeah i'm with you guys in the in the in being surprised that a lot of people are ranking venusaur so low on their tier list it might be because for me i feel like venusaur is an accessible character to play because it is a range attacker uh, and, you know, you, I love using the sludge bomb to create like an AOE area of poison, which obviously plays great when I'm, you know, combo and will test his jungling for me. I'm poisoning people for him. So that works out when you combo Venusaur with Gengar. So I, I've been enjoying, but it, I would say he still is probably my, my third favorite pick of the Pokemon that I actively try to play. Uh, I really am feeling crustal. I like doing the uh, the rock smash or shell smash or whatever it is, which it works great for me because if I, I can push up and poke at people a little bit with crustal and then I can smash my shell, which allows me to scurry away quickly. So you, he's a defensive Pokemon. He's supposed to be a tank. We know I, I tend to like tankier characters. I always pick Titan in Destiny. I always like my man Roadhog. Uh, in in Overwatch, I, I I I'm not skilled, so I need I need a lot of hit points, you know, to survive. <laughs> so I've had fun, you know, poking at people with Crustle, then running away. Uh, but my favorite to play probably is a Lowland Ninetales. I really have a good time playing the Pokemon. I love contributing the ice damage, and I just feel like I can kind of be a little bit of a pain to people while I'm playing it. So, uh, so yeah, we have a lot a lot of overlap with the ones that we're enjoying. I will say, shamefully, despite Gengar being my all-time favorite Pokemon, I haven't actually tried playing Gengar yet. I don't know. I guess the, there's like the anticipation that I'm like nervous I'm going to try it and be bad at it and then be disappointed about it, about that or something. But I, I eventually do have to, while well, Gengar is on the, on the free rotation, give him a play because I haven't used any tickets to unlock anything yet. Yeah. Uh, what what Pokemon specifically are you guys have you guys played that you're not feeling? I know for me, like I I used my my initial unlock, like they they let you unlock like one of four initial Pokemon or something like that. I went Charizard, and every time I play Charizard, despite him being a, allegedly a high tier character and a lot one a lot of people like, I guess I just have problem. I think I have a hard time leveling with Charizard, and then I I get behind while I'm Charmander and I don't evolve quick enough. And then I, it just never, I haven't had a round where I'm like, yeah, I was a dominant Charizard. I haven't had those rounds yet. It makes me hesitant to, to typically pick Charizard to play. So um, not to walk back something you said, but since I'm always on the internet and absorbing this content like a, like a drug directly into my vein 24-7 <laughs> the last couple uh, days, Charizard is getting kind of knocked as the potentially the worst current Pokemon wow. in the game. Now that the dust has started to settle um, yeah. and it, for exactly the reason you called out, he, it, it takes way too long. Now Charizard, great damage output, great mobility, you know, top tier. Um, but getting to Charizard, it's, it's, it's harder than trying to get Gibble to Garchomp. It's harder than trying to get Ghastly to Gengar. So there's Pokemon that end up better and have an easier job getting there than our poor buddy Charmander getting to Charizard. So, yeah, I've always felt like I should do better with why am I struggling with, with Charizard all the time? And it looks like popular consensus is maybe that's something that just isn't quite balanced as well as it should. Um, otherwise, I just have a hard time with any of the Defender, the tankier types, your Slowbro, um, your uh, Snorlax, your Crustle, like in Crustle's top tier. Like, it shouldn't be hard to be good with Crustle, but I'm far too impatient to play a strictly like defendery kind of role. And then when I go offensive crustal, I'm still not patient enough to know when to call my shots. So um, the entire defender group for me is where I'm, where I'm lacking right now. Um, and I don't really see that turning around because I always feel like there's going to be somebody who's more patient and better on the support role than I'm going to be. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd follow up with the defender list minus Snorlax like I've found I found the groove of Snorlax just because of the being able to do the body slam and stuff and move around a little bit better um I, I just and and I'll, I'll also agree with everybody is that Charizard is a, a, a big disappointment I, I just expected him to feel 
you know, like I guess I because of because of the name, I expected him to feel elite and he just doesn't. So um, and, you know, this is this is the stuff that we talk about in MOBAs as far as just the meta, the balance and how things will evolve as the game evolves. And, you know, we talk about how bad Charizard is right now and he could be top tier, you know, next season or, or however they're going to uh, break up these these, um, you know, patchwork and stuff like that. So but for right now, yeah. If for all we know, we've got a small balance tweak coming today when Gardevoir becomes available. We don't know that that's not coming. You right, know, right. all we know is that we get Gardevoir air quotes tomorrow. But we don't. Is that it? Is it they just going to unlock that button in the game or is there going to be something pushed with that? You know, we we don't know how they're going to handle it, um, but we're going to find out. Yeah. And then I guess I also have zero interest, me personally, in the support role. The support, the support champs, I just don't do a whole lot with. They're just not my style. I, I like, I'm, I'm more like test. I like fast, you know, if, get in, cause damage, be able to get out. Uh, you know, just, just DPS has always kind of been my focus point when it comes to MOBAs. And so it's why I've enjoyed the, the Pikachu, Lucario's, you know, uh, um, oh God, what's his name uh, that we, that you were, that you were playing jungle with early zero aura yeah zero aura i played that that was like i didn't even know a whole lot about the champ but the first time i played it i was like oh wow this <laughs> i can play this character all day long this is fun but uh yeah that's just more my style a little uh, what we're talking about roster a little bit of fantasy dreaming uh what what one pokemon one or two pokemon would you guys want to see added within the next year that aren't you know rumored pokemon or anything anything off the top of your head you're like this would be a cool pokemon for the game i i'd want to see a lowland marowak because that's my favorite pokemon i think it could fit in great a shadow ball or bone club you know a will-o'-wisp or something else right fire fighting or i'm sorry fire ghost with some ground in its uh you know in its blood uh i think that would be awesome and i'd love to be the cubone early game like that's just so cute um and then otherwise i think i think mewtwo should be the next legendary that comes in um i don't know how close it would be to the gardevoir we're getting very shortly but um i'd like to see a big baddie mewtwo yeah i i early on i thought about uh metagross like that's this one it's one i really like and think um think would be an interesting um interesting addition the as far as the evolution through the game i mean whatever but uh but yeah just metagross himself uh i it's that similar feeling i think you are to to gingar when it's like you just think like when we first saw the picture i could i just imagined what you thought and like that's for me that's metagross so mentioned that i i like playing tanks i like bulky characters um i am a little disappointed that charizard one of my favorite fire pokemon obviously any any og pokemon player has some affinity for charizard right not holding it down so what i'm gonna need in pokemon go ahead and give me torque i knew it go ahead, oh. give me torkoal i need I need, that, I need that bulky turtle hanging out causing some chaos lighting stuff on fire blowing smoke out his nose i need torkoal <laughs> yeah, i think he'd be great in the game if you want to tank, you got to go Turtonator, though. Uh, yeah, tur- Turtonator's good, but I love Torkoal. I don't love Turtonator yeah. as much as I love Torkoal. He's a cool Pokemon, but Torkoal's my dude. I'll be honest. I, uh, all around. I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I put a I put a turtle in front of the Pokemon Unite channel in the Discord, and 100% was thinking Torkoal when I did it. So I was like, yep, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Un- underrated as a character, Torkoal. Gotta love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> underrated as a character, not to go meta, but it's one of the most popular Pokemon in VGC. <laughs> one of the most used Pokemon in VGC is Torkoal. Not, not, not from a playing standpoint, just a design <laughs> and, and character standpoint. Torkoal makes me so happy just looking at that turtle. <laughs> it has nothing to do with how it plays. I just like looking at it. <laughs> Torkoal's in 19% of VGC teams for season nine. Yeah. He's in one in every five teams. They're just using him for his abilities. I love Torkoal for who he is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. 
All right. Well, interesting. Interesting. Um, should we get into uh, one one of the big questions I think everybody has around this game is the uh, the pay to win. You know, we we hear a lot about the pay to win, and I know Tess has done a lot of research on this. So, did you want to break it down and explain to people that they can calm down a little bit? Yeah, and everybody has you know the math they've ran and everything that they've done to show just how pay to win it is. Um, the first issue with the game is there's a hundred different currencies, right? There's AOS coins, <laughs> yeah. which you can get up to 2,100 a week and you can buy champs or items with, I say champs, Pokemon or item with it. Um, AOS gems, which is your actual like pay currency, AOS tickets, which you earn from quests and battle paths. And those can also be used to do items or cosmetics. Then you've got fashion tickets and hollow wear tickets and all I can say all the other currencies, but that's it. There's five. Um, the problem comes from um, each item, each of those 16 items in the game can be leveled up to level 30. You get a, a, a significant like passive ability update at level 10 and 20, but they can be leveled all the way up to 50. I forget the exact amount of gems it takes uh, to do that, or um, item enhancers it takes to do that, um, but it's quite a bit, and things really start to spiral when you get above that level 20. Um, however... You can buy item enhancers with the AOS tickets. So you can turn over, and I candidly, I've turned all of my AOS tickets into um, into the item enhancers because I don't need to buy a shirt or uh, a hat. Like, I'm good. I, don't, I can't be bald in the game, and I can't wear glasses. I'm already disappointed with the Avatar creation as <laughs> is, so I'm not going to go too far into making it my own. So, so far, that's good. And that's where the initial complaint comes in, that you're going to get more AOS, AOS tickets if you do the battle pass. So there's pay-to-win problem number one. You get more AOS tickets to buy more items enhancers if you buy the battle pass. To make matters exponentially worse, when you're all out of AOS tickets, you can buy item enhancers for the AOS gems that you can directly purchase with money. Now, I think it was something like 20 400 gems and i don't i didn't look this up beforehand but it's roughly 30 to 40 dollars to take an item from level one to level 30 if you had no item enhancers or nothing else if you just wanted to buy enough gems to move one item of the 16 to 30 it's going to cost you you know let's say 35 bucks 20 30 to 35 bucks so it's absolutely pay to win. And you can look and the speed is different and the attack speed is different. It does seem noticeable, but you're not always going to be comparing people that have level one versus level 30. And it's not going to be level one on three items versus level 30 on three items. I have a, I have one item up to level 20, um, a couple more to 10 or 15. And I did buy the battle pass. Um because you just you don't you're not going to upgrade all 16 items right um you're going to up you know the three that you need or the six that you want to have a nice versatile kit between multiple characters and so sure you're going to be carrying comparing people who pay nothing at level 10 15 weapon or uh, items against people who cash out hundreds of dollars at level 30. at that point are they going to have a slight advantage to where if it was the exact same skill level they're going to have an edge. Yeah. But if you just play and you've earned your way to those tickets to get your item leveled up to maybe 15, you're probably going to play better than the person at 30. Um, and you're probably not going to be in the same ranked pool. At, you know, either way, I say F it. Let them pay. If somebody wants to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to have a slight advantage in a free to play Pokemon MOBA, have fun. You know, you're not going to catch me spending. I mean, I, I bought gems because I wanted to buy uh, Pokemon and I wasn't going to burn through all my coins. So I bought gems to buy Pokemon, um, to buy the battle pass and so on and so forth. But I, you're not going to catch me spending a hundred dollars on gems to get plus 30 to special attack because I already have plus 21 for free, you know? Yeah, right. Um, so eventually if you main a character or you main similar type of characters if you just main you know you like all arounders and attackers that focus on the special attack stat then you've got six or seven characters you can play with three items 
and you just focus on those three items. And sure, if you want to switch and play around with Snorlax, you know, top lane, you're probably not going to be as cozy as you were picking people's faces in, you know, with your high level items. But it's a scummy practice, but Tencent's a scummy company. This is what people <laughs> could have seen coming. I don't foresee them changing at all. I can see them simplifying it like they did with the essence in uh, like Riot did with the essence in League of Legends and not making it. So there's five different currencies in the game, but I don't see it going away and not anytime soon because there are people they, they've already caught the whales that have spent. I think it was someone did the math. It was like seven hundred dollars, I think. Um, one, I, so it's streamer math. So God knows it's probably not right. Um, the streamer <laughs> math. It was like seven hundred bucks to upgrade all the items. Fine, bye. I want you to spend seven hundred dollars on gems so that I can keep getting updates for free. Right. Go ahead. Right. Go nuts. I'll I'll lose that occasional game or that occasional one v one in the jungle because you spent seven hundred dollars so that I can have updates for free. Have fun. I'll take the loss. You know, that's yeah. my thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think. I think like you put it too, is as this as we mature in this game, if you keep playing that 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 slight advantage gets smaller and smaller. So um, I think the only problem then comes into play. We talked about it is you want to keep your 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 community and your concurrent player base happy. So the newcomers that are coming in, if if that if they're unfortunately getting you know shit on for lack of a better term um, right out the gate, how like that's what you try want to try to do. You know, get get away from because you want continuous growth into your game, and that's something that uh, you know um, MOBAs. I think, especially like when you think of like Arena Valor, and you think you think of some of these um, uh, mobile MOBAs, cell phone MOBAs, whatever. Uh, they've all had that problem. They've all kind of had that pay to win. You know, it really give, and this is Tencent again. This is what they do. It really gives off that this is a mobile game and not a Switch game in that sense. And that's I think that's where people got got a bad taste in their mouth about it. But when we look at it, it's not as bad as things we've seen in the past. Um, I think it's compatible. You know, we can combat it. And uh, and and like Tess said, is if people want to right out the gate dump this money into it and help this game be successful so that the developers can develop for it for longer then you know people like us are all on board for that as long as it doesn't become a major issue and i think they're, they will figure out an answer to keep it competitive still like hypothetically you know because i was thinking what do they do do they make it that items are all going to be automatically level 15 and ranked but not in you know, casual or vice versa or quick play. It doesn't matter. I think, um, in, in my opinion, the best way to do it would be, and I don't have the tiers. You go from beginner to great to intermediate to expert. And yeah. then I think you go, then, then you get to another tier where it's like vet, or maybe then it's expert veteran master. And like, that's your, your high tier. Make it that the item levels don't count after you break into that second tier. So sure. If you want to pay, seven hundred dollars so you that you have an edge to get out of beginner to get out of great to get out of intermediate and to get out of expert and then you get to the second tier where you can't fall back into the previous ones and make it okay cool items are level 30 for everybody you know at that point you no longer have your advantage so if you want to pay to beat up kids and casuals okay have fun you're you're, you're, you're a crappy person but thanks for paying to support the game i want to play <laughs> but it right. doesn't actually dilute the long-term high tier gameplay because i can't imagine that's got that's going to be something that could possibly matter if they ever wanted to roll this out as a, a legitimate a, an esport that's taken legitimately they can't have teams they have a a, a phase team versus a uh, um um 100 thieves team in pokemon unite and since the phase team was too busy scamming their fans for save the kid cryptocurrency they don't have any money to upgrade their items they're just at a disadvantage there's no professional support to that so they'll figure out something but not until after these people that we know spend hundreds of dollars so they can get their first their first paycheck yeah no absolutely um water boy anything else you want to cover we're we're getting up to that point of the one hour mark so i didn't if we want to kind of wrap it up and close it out in the the only other thing that i at least wanted to bring up that i don't necessarily think i have much to say is uh, is there any 
big flaws that you guys see? Are there anything that you immediately like? This is something I'd really like changed in the game. And again, that might come down to you guys having a little bit of MOBA experience. Say, hey, I really kind of, it'd be cool if they went this direction that, you know, we see in other games. Because again, for me, this being an early experience, I go, seemed like it was pretty good, you know? Yeah, mine's real nitpicky and it's real simple. And and Tess and I have actually talked about it already is, is UI fixes. Clean up the UI a little bit. Uh, you know, when you're selecting a Pokemon and these animations that cause lag and you can't quickly flip through your Pokemon to try, you know, because the other thing is if you're playing, if you're solo queuing, you're racing your team to try to get your, your Pokemon. So, you know, um, I think um, just some of that type of stuff could be cleaned up and um, it would improve the, the, the interface experience for sure. But overall, I'm real happy with it. Think the, the thing that we don't know yet is how are they going to handle balances? How are they going to handle patches? I think there might be something to complain about in three or four weeks if we see maybe um, them not do anything or them not say anything or them just make some real bad moves. We don't know. Granted, Himmy, Tencent, very familiar in the mobile space. I don't think it's likely that they do anything to disrupt the actual game's playability. They might upset the fans. Right, since they have a lot of Pokemon fans in the mix now, I think they could uh, uh, upset fans of the game. But um, as far as it goes, like as far as it, a playable MOBA that feels engaging and challenging with a right difficulty curve, um, I don't really have anything to complain about the, the core gameplay. It'll be interesting to see what they do about the Zapdos thing. People saying you win Zapdos, you win the game, which for all intents and purposes, isn't too far off of, of reality. So we'll see what how do they handle it? But nothing that I says outside of what Grimm said about changing the UI. I think that's uh, um, and this is, you know, version 1.0 after some beta test. Right. So we'd expect stuff like that to be kind of wonky. Right. Um, but all all in, um, it's a home run. One last thing that we didn't talk about that I like a lot is there is a quick play option, which I believe are five minute matches, smaller teams, different maps, different objectives are a little bit different. You're still scoring, but uh, multipliers work differently and there's different uh, Pokemon on the map that you're attacking. And honestly, it's a pretty fun mix up to, you know, just get off the regular map and play something that's the same fundamental game, but it shakes it up and it is a little bit quicker and you can play it with a team of three, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's interest. It's fun. It's interesting. I think they could actually leverage this where by them putting um, experimental modes into quick play uh, based off of the popularity of those modes. Could you then maybe find your next permanent mode you add to the game? Uh, the other question is, are we going to get something like an ARAM, an all random, all mid one lane? 3v3 duke it out or something like that um everybody starts at level five and you just go at it type deal uh something that's very popular in the league uh realm and and other other uh games so there's there's definitely room for growth and and overall excitement for what this game's going to bring but i think the general consensus of you know they do have some quick plays they do kind of there's a there i don't think you played the day where they had the 3v3 but it's kind of a ram feely it was just you did the field and you go okay you got it yeah um and uh um but for i think a high a high point that might represent everything that you know we've said so far to kind of put a put a cap on it is for you know version 1.0 a game that was in beta for quite a long time but it looks like it it did well. They did what they needed to do in beta. There's a couple things like, is Charizard too weak? Is Lucario too strong? Does Zapdos control the game? Sure. But for version 1.0 to public in a worldwide release that was simultaneous, we haven't had server downtime that we've noticed. Um, there's been some dropped connections and a little bit of lag, but that's probably more on the Switch's network infrastructure and the Switch's hardware itself. Um, but the Pokemon are compelling. The maps look gorgeous. The gameplay's fun. The items are understandable. The build-outs are understandable. The cosmetics seem fun, and the, the sky's the limit with Pokemon and outfits, and then your avatar and outfits. I think this is for something that people downvoted to hell when it was when it was initially uh, um, shown off because it was the day after, I think, Pokemon Snap. Did I commit? Correct me if I'm wrong. They did a Pokemon Snap reveal, and they said, come back tomorrow or next week for some more Pokemon news. And, like, <gasps> and then it was just this free-to-play MOBA. Um, I think they changed minds and allowed uh, gamers to really 
think their teeth into something where, you know, you'll catch it at certain times and it'll be top five game on Twitch right now. So that's huge. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to it and uh, it's going to wrap it up for episode 356 of the Gamezilla podcast brought to you by our patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to all our supporters, patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. If you have never been there, swing by, think about throwing us uh, uh, some patronage as low as just $1 per month, get you access to some perks, and you are helping support what I know is your favorite video game podcast. So uh, swing on by, go ahead and uh, give us some of your money so we can keep this show running and for free for you. Also, don't forget, we have a Discord. That's where our conversations are happening. It's where we're uh, looking for people to play in some Pokemon Unite with us. So make sure you get in the Discord. Let's have those conversations and let's talk Pokemon. Yep. The new uh, Pokemon Unite channel is live. So let's go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, game it up. Have some fun. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. We appreciate it. We will see you next time. Uh, Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on. And again, test. Thanks for coming. Yep.